All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel Weather Cause. And joining me this evening, Toad from the Tower Power Hour. How's it going, buddy? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, I couldn't be better, i got to tell you. <laughs> uh, last night I had a date. It was pretty fun. Um, all right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll hot, see if she's hot, going to... Hot chick? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's actually very beautiful. Uh, but we'll see if she actually ghosts me like the other seven have done so far. So, you know. Ooh striking out so bad over here <laughs> it's brutal it, it is uh the month of halloween though so it's kind of fitting yeah i i'm kind of waiting for uh showing up to a date with a, a slutty witch but that hasn't happened yet so <laughs> just wait for the day of halloween man every, every chick's costume is slutty something so yeah if I'm gonna have to uh, pull my uh, my old thing of showing up to the costume party with two costumes, and then that way, if I uh, get rejected, I come back with the second costume <laughs> for a second chance. That's right. Show up with five. I wasn't Show that up guy. You, you have five tries with every chick if you do that. So why not? Yeah, that's very true. Very true. You know, one one is none. Two is one. You know, I guess if you're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. Jason Booth already starting in. Fun fact, when bears are hibernating, they don't urinate. Their body converts it into protein instead. Really? How, how, how does that work? <laughs> Some bear magic, I guess. I, I've also heard that they like to stuff leaves and twigs up their ass to keep them from shitting, too. So, wow. so do they just piss and shit themselves? Like... Nah, apparently they don't do anything. It's weird. Well... I have control like a bear, I would say. Well, some people mistake me for a bear as well, but I have control like that, man. I have really good bladder and bowel control somehow. The tiniest bear you've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's right. And then he has to follow it up. Toad is his favorite ukulele player. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just between me and uh, the redheaded libertarian. So That's right. That's right. I'm glad you chose me over her. Yeah, well, you know, I have to keep oh, and the uh, Jesse the... actually, Jesse as well. Yeah, I have to keep the uh, the redheads in line. You know what happens when you put two redheads in the same room together, right? Uh, I don't know. Is it like some sort of matter versus antimatter? Explosion? Oh man, two two redheads can't be the only two redheads in the room, so they already start plotting the other's demise very quickly. Mm, that's <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I have to be the odd one. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, let's get right into it then. Uh, so we have the shortest prime minister in history. What was it, like 44 days? Liz Truss. Oh, I thought you were still talking about height. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah, she served the quickest term, I gotta say. But Truss quits, but UK's political and economic turmoil persist. Yeah, well, uh, she's kind of the uh, William Henry Harrison of Britain, but it would be way, way better if she was, because that would mean she'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> now, just her political career is dead. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't even know who she is. Like, Yeah, like, uh, the, the queen died, and then, like, all of a sudden there was right. this chick, and we we're like, wait, what? What's but, going on? But the queen died, but the prime minister is not the queen, and the prime minister was right. Boris Johnson. Right. So what happened there? <laughs> Yeah, it's like he quit in uh, in shame, and then she took over, and is now quitting in shame. And now shame. he's coming back. Yeah, and there's a possibility that he may be back. So, but I also want to point out that the the, uh, the Ukrainian flag is right here on her lapel, so that kind of shows where her loyalties lie. Really? Is there a swastika on it? No, just the uh, just the blue and yellow. They they don't really like to talk about the weird patches too much. So. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, uh, British Prime Minister 
Minister uh, Liz Truss quits Thursday after tumultuous, that's a good word, historically brief term marred by economic policies that roiled financial markets and a rebellion in her political party that obliterated her authority. Uh, I mean, as bad as she probably is, like, if she's only in office for 44 days, it's not like you can blame everything that's happening with the economy on her, even though if she were to have her way, the economy would still be terrible and maybe even worse. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was uh, no friend to uh, free market capitalism. That's that's for damn sure. But yeah, that was, there's probably quite a lot of it that was inherited from uh, the guy with the goofy hair. So yeah, yeah, the British Trump. I, I don't I don't even know what uh, party she is from. Is she conservative? <sighs> I think it's the Labour Party, if I'm not mistaken. So um, she's so the opposite. Yeah, yeah. There are basically only two. Not really the opposite. I don't want to get into that binary thinking, but they basically have yeah the conservatives and the Labour Party, as far as I know. I don't know. I don't know anything about England. Yeah, and <laughs> even like their uh, like so-called right-wing party is pre- still pretty left. You know, it'd be like Ooh. Democrats and then like the Democrat socialists over here in the United States. <laughs> well, like Boris Johnson, I think is a member of the Conservative Party. The people were like, "Oh, he's like this hard right guy," and it's like. No, like he's just a progressive. Like he implemented no. lockdowns and then he only like lifted them because he got caught at a party yeah. with no mask yeah. or something. Having parties and everything else. Uh, just like which, the p- politicians do. Yeah, which shouldn't that have like kicked like half of the US politicians out of office? They were all doing it. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, some... yeah like even down here, my uh, my wonderful governor, John Bell Edwards, was uh, caught at the Baton Rouge Country Club hugging and kissing on everybody like right like three months or so after he declared that the state was uh, shut down. Mm. You know, I had to, yeah, like hugging people, kissing them on the cheek, you know, thanking them for their donations and everything, you know, kissing man on the mouth. probably. Uh, You never know. You never know with old John Bill Edwards. It's kind of a weird looking dude. So, but uh, we'll get it. We'll get into him later. So (laughs) he's got got some fun stuff. I don't know if I want to get into him, but all right. I definitely don't want to get into him at all. Yeah. (laughs) He, he might yeah. enjoy it. Uh, so that you see, we should have read, uh, read ahead and answered our question. And after just 45 days in office, Trust became the third conservative prime minister to be toppled in as many years. And she will go down in the shortest serving leader in British history. Her resignation extends in the instability that has shaken Britain since it broke off from the European Union and leaves its leadership in limbo as the country faces a cost of living crisis and looming recession. Notice how they have to take a shot at Brexit right there. Like this instability that was caused by Britain decentralizing, getting out of the EU. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was totally that it was that fault. Yeah. It didn't, you know, come about because of the last two years of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was not lockdowns. Yeah. Totally. Wasn't that, you don't just like shut off the economy and then expect it to be all uh, heart shapes and roses, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so financial markets breathe the sigh of relief, but now as divided ruling party must quickly find a leader who can unify its warring factions. Trust <laughs> said that she will remain in office until a replacement is chosen, which the conservative party said it will do by the end of next week. Yeah. They're not wasting any time. So, uh, so we're not like in the middle of an election or anything here. So this is just <laughs> like two prime ministers in a row have resigned, which means that that party is still, yeah, I guess in power. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like one hand of me. It was like, man, we fought a revolution over here, so we don't have to really care about what's going on in the world. But it's like you had two people just resign, and this one is like the shortest serving one of all time over there. And it's like 
it's a mess. It's completely a mess. Yeah. And it's all of their own making. And of course, the never wrongs uh, that populate politics over there are just like, oh, yeah, it's not us. It's totally Brexit. That's what happened. Yeah. She didn't even have enough time in office to suck. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, not uh, suck as bad as uh, she probably could have been, but uh, you never know with those uh, people. Uh, let's move it along. Uh, this one is actually kind of scary and kind of creepy. Um, Ooh, all right. I but, like scary. Let's go. Yeah. Cause you know, it is spooky season. So we have to, we have to get the other uh, spooks and the scares. You gotta get out. into some of your uh, new Orleans ghost stories. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> TikTok parent, uh, bite dance plan to use TikTok to monitor the physical location location of specific American citizens. Ooh. And in no way will this ever be abused. No, I mean, I kind of just assumed it was already happening, but so, so ByteDance is the parent company of TikTok. Right. So they're Chinese. Yes. <laughs> which is why it's like some bad English term. ByteDance. Yeah. ByteDance. Yeah, okay. uh, let's see. The project assigned to a Beijing-led team. Yeah. Okay. Would have involved in accessing location data from some U.S. users' devices without their knowledge or consent because, you know, communism. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, China-based team at TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, plan to use the TikTok app to monitor the personal location of some specific American citizens, according to materials reviewed by Forbes. Uh, the team behind the monitoring project, uh, ByteDance Internal Audit and Risk Control Department, as that doesn't sell Orwellian enough, uh, wow. is led by the Beijing-based executive Song Yi, who reports to ByteDance co-founder and CEO Rubo Liang. Yeah, Song Ye. Yeah, The team primarily conducts investigations into pr- potential misconduct by current and former ByteDance employees. Oh, so they're just going after their disgruntled employees who left. <laughs> That's wonderful. So they're using it to track, yeah, the employees that quit. Yeah, and right. uh, potential misconduct by current employees as well. So that, that'd be fun. Yeah, which should uh, be totally illegal, but it won't be, especially right. I mean, this is China, but the government obviously wants to use all of these social media platforms and everybody's device to track them everywhere, which, I mean, not really news, <laughs> I would say, because I think we just assume that it's already happening. Oh, yeah. The, like their terms of service over there is just is god-awful. Yeah. Uh, but in at least two cases, the internal audit team also planned to collect TikTok data about the location of a U.S. citizen who had never had an employment relationship with the company, the material show. It is unclear from the materials whether the data about these Americans was actually collected. However, the plan was for Beijing-based ByteDance team to obtain the location data from U.S. server users' devices. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that got to be like totally illegal, I would say. I mean, obviously, <laughs> these governments disregard the law in every way, and the law doesn't apply to them at all. But like, yeah. I know that... Um, the Chinese government was known for going after like Chinese citizens, even if they were in the U S or something like that for, yeah, like, there was a uh, about the Hong Kong situation. Yeah. There was a story not too long ago that uh, China was operating like a Chinese cultural center in New York city, but it was actually Beijing cops that were in there keeping yeah. an eye on, on Chinese citizens here in the United States. Yeah. It's just a CCP headquarters. Yeah. It's basically oh the Chinese Cultural Center because that sounds really nice and progressive and everybody should like it. But no, it yeah. was just like, uh, what is Mr. Hong doing over there today? Oh, he's talking about Tiananmen Square. Well, we can't have that. Right. That type of shit. So uh, TikTok spokes weasel uh, Maureen Shanahan, uh, you know, nice Chinese name there. Yeah, uh, yeah. said that Double TikTok ginger actually. <laughs> 
said that TikTok collects approximate location information based on users' IP addresses to, among other things, help show relevant content and ads to users, comply with applicable laws and detect and prevent fraud and inauthentic behavior. Uh, If you have spent five minutes on TikTok, you will know already that there is a bunch of bots on there that try to link you to porn that is going to take over your computer. It's what, what are you even talking about with this? Wait, there's porn on TikTok? Maybe I should be on there. Yeah, it's all jiggling fat girls. And then it's like, you know, Lincoln bio. Yeah. All right. So, so Jose likes it is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. If he likes them, um, uh, what's the kind word? Rubenesque. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got a sick, uh, sickness for the thickness is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if there's a chick dancing on there, there's a lot of lateral movement. Mm, all right. <laughs> Back <Yeah>. and forth. <laughs> the jiggling. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's uh, almost hypnotic. Almost. <laughs> is, is that a Simpsons reference? <laughs> yeah. I, I caught it, man. I caught it. When they were, uh, yeah, I don't even remember which episode that was. I remember Homer was like on a treadmill. And they're, they're like, why, do you, why are you having him do this test? And he's like, they were like, um, just because he could stand to use a little weight. It was uh, it was the X-Files one, I think, right? Where yeah. They, uh, where he thought that he saw the alien. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great episode. Back when the show was awesome. Yeah, uh, there was another one where he was at the uh, Dr. Hubbard's office and he wanted to see how fat he was and he like smacked his belly and it was rippling going around <laughs> in circles. Timing, timing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, Homer's like, woohoo, look at that blubber fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Ah, the good old days when Simpsons was good. Yes. Uh, let's see, where was I at? Uh, let's see, but the material reviewed by Forbes indicates that ByteDance internal audit team was planning to use the location information to surveil individual American citizens not to target ads or any other type of purpose. Forbes is not disclosing the nature of the purpose of the planned surveillance referenced in the materials in order to protect sources. Uh, TikTok and ByteDance did not answer questions about whether an internal audit has specifically targeted any members of the U.S. government, activists, pol- public figures, or journalists. Yeah, so uh, apparently they're reportedly close to signing a contract with the Treasury Department uh, Committee yeah. on Foreign Investment in the United States, which evaluates national security risk posed by companies of foreign ownership and has been investigating whether the company's Chinese ownership could enable the Chinese government to access personal information about TikTok's users. Uh, disclosure, in a past life, I held policy positions at Facebook and Spotify. I guess this is uh, the writer here, uh, Emily Baker White. And of course, there's a dash in the name. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm almost curious who's on this board. Do you think one Mr. Eric Swalwell is attached to this in any kind of way? Uh, that is uh, certainly a possibility since uh, obviously we know that he fucks <laughs> Chinese spies. So uh, yes, yes. Uh, would Diane Feinstein would, would also would be on there? Well, I haven't even heard that name in quite a while. Is she even still alive? Where is she at now? Yeah, still kicking, unfortunately. And uh, it was like not too long ago, like her entire office was like completely populated by Chinese spies. Really? It's like every intern, you know. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because like, I mean, you get like a lot of the, I guess the conservative leaning people uh, tend to like view China as this massive threat and tend to have hawkish attitudes towards them. But then what you see here is like the threat is of a different nature than what they think. Yes. The, the threat is that these big governments are all like working in tandem basically to yes. remove the rights of citizens of both countries. So that's really what's going on here. 
yeah, everyone's kind of worried about uh, China being this uh, uber communist uh, boogeyman that's out there in the distance. But I, I don't really think it's communism as so much it is technocracy. Right. Yeah. It, if you think about the what the technocrat uh, technocrats were wanting to do, they've done it all in China. Yeah, they kind of like westernized, I guess you could say, and moved away from communism quite a bit to where I would say the system that they have now is like it has some aspects of communism and some aspects of fascism, which is similar to the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And you'll even hear the uh, the Chinese leader says like, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not Russian style communist. We're, we're the Chinese system. It's like they even refer to it as its own thing. So, right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting to take note of. So if you're out there on TikTok and if you're on TikTok like I am, uh, maybe your location might be tracked yeah, as it, if it, it isn't already by several other uh, intelligence agencies, I'm sure. It absolutely is being tracked. And you see, like, if you watch a lot of like true crime and stuff, like in these modern cases, they'll like look, they'll look at a victim uh, at their like cell phone location data. And they'll also do that for the suspects that are involved with them. I think, Right. They probably do have to subpoena that information technically, so they can't just like get it, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's pretty sketchy. Yeah, everything's kind of like a blur. I mean it's, it's like, oh, was there a subpoena filed? Sure. And then they just hand over the data. Or sometimes yeah. they don't even get that far and some companies will just hand it over anyways. Yeah, and that's like the one case where you think like, yeah, this is actually okay for them to do that if they're trying to like track down a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. You you would think you would think, but there's a lot of unsolved murders uh, in the United States right now. So very many of them, which is why they uh, make TV shows about like every single one that is solved. Like, hey, look at how uh, look at what a good job we did here. I'm like, yeah. What about the nine other cases out of these ten that are not solved? Oh, it's like, well, you see, the uh, the victim didn't know his attacker in that crime, and so that makes it really difficult. And a lot of the unsolved ones, by the way, are inner city black on black crimes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about actual crime statistics that mean anything. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's been very fun uh, pointing that out to blue checks on on Twitter about uh, crime statistics because they all want to say, "Oh, well, guns are the problem." I was like, uh, "No, the uh, majority of those gun violence that you hate so much actually happens in inner city areas, and it's usually over drug territory by gangs." That yeah, and really it, and it's violence. in. Right. It tends to be like, yeah, in these cities that are blue, so these cities have a lot of gun restrictions. Yeah. And that's where the stuff's happening. So, yeah. And it's always fun every time you hear like Chicago. So it was like, this is impossible. Chicago has very strict gun laws. And then, of course, everyone's like, no, they're getting them from Wisconsin. I was like, you think so? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all, uh, it's, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse actually went uh, in the opposite direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he went from Illinois to Wisconsin. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh man, my favorite thing of that case was uh, the the guy that got his arm shot at the end. He he actually ended up traveling fifty miles where uh, Kyle Rittenhouse only traveled like twenty, so he actually came from yeah. further away. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And the uh, the first guy that got shot, the uh, pedophile dude, I think had like just gotten out of. Uh, he was out of a mental hospital that day. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, I, I guess he pretty must have like pled insanity or something to right. get out of what he did. Yeah, yeah, and then was uh, looking for suicide by teenager. So apparently, yeah. Uh, Jason Booth once again, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Meta, you know, hail Meta. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Uh, will hand over anything that they claim is sus. Law enforcement will decide to use it and get a warrant uh, to get the person's uh, whole file or not. I'm sure that's true, yeah, because we obviously know that they work in tandem with the government to censor 
information, oh, yeah. just censored dissent, essentially. So, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg even came out on Joe Rogan and said, "Yeah, the FBI told us there was going to be a bad story, and so we just kind of pushed it to the bottom of the algorithm." Yeah, yeah, he's admitted to it repeatedly. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, well, this must be the recent disinfo that they're talking about." Except it wasn't disinfo; it was one hundred percent legit. You know, the contents of the laptop are out there; everybody can see it. Yeah, and yeah, they'll freely admit that now that the election is over. Like they just had to; yeah. they had to quash it during the election <laughs> period. Yeah, they definitely can't show that poll where uh, people had basically said, yeah, if I had known about what was on that laptop, I wouldn't have voted for Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so. if, if you're paying enough attention, you did know, but that that's the whole thing. Like they, yeah. they were able to crush it enough that it may have swung the election. Yeah. Uh, of course, then again, you know, you still had the mules out there taking everything uh, over to the to the drop boxes. Yeah. So uh, I said we would uh, talk about John Bell Edwards. So uh, we're going to we're going to go into that now. So it looks like John Bell Edwards is not the most well-liked governor in all of the land. Uh, in fact, he is dead last <laughs> near the bottom of the list at number 42 for the popular governors. Uh, his approval rating is at 49 with 44 uh, percent of the voters saying that they don't approve of how Edwards is doing his job. Uh, that is suspect because everybody I talk to hates that guy. Yeah. Uh, Edwards is not up for re-election, thank God. His term is limited and will be moving on. Several candidates... He should be moving on to jail. He should be going to Angola for lockdowns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mask mandates, the whole nine yards. Yeah, and, and uh, he's he is also a Democrat governor in a red state, right? Which is... Yeah. I, I don't know if it's that interesting. It's maybe somewhat interesting, but... Yeah, so the uh, Democrats down here in the South, I mean, they'll, they actually are halfway decent on gun rights, but it's just like everything else, they're just garbage on. So, but because, right. uh, yeah, they know the moment they go after guns, like that's it, they're done. Yeah, they're, they're fucked in the South. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Several candidates uh, expected to jump in the race to replace Edwards in the 2023 election. Uh, I can't wait for that to happen. Let me tell you. Oh, look, look who the most popular governor is. Yeah, uh, so who are the most popular? Uh, Talk no, about another guy who should be in Gitmo, by the way, Charlie Baker. Uh, yeah, 74% approval rating. Lockdowns, mask mandates. He was one of the uh, governors who was the worst uh, with the uh, sending COVID patients into nursing homes and killing off a bunch of old people. He was up near the top in that aspect. He also did it at a, um, like, this is like a well-known thing where he did it to, um, it was some sort of housing for, like, old veterans or something like that. I want to say there was some, like there was some weird, like corruption going on. There was definitely a scandal that was swept under the rug where he was like profiting directly off of doing that. No. Yeah. You can look it up. Yeah. The dude is totally evil. Yeah, of course. Uh, Magoo's uh, chiming in. What up fellas? Uh, Magoo, I would love to say my blood alcohol level, but not tonight. (laughs) Yeah, me neither, man. Join the sober, the sober club. Join the yeah. sober caucus. Yeah, Drew has uh, been kicking ass with that. So, uh, Hell shout yeah. out to Drew. Uh, let's see who was the number two. Phil Scott of Vermont with a seventy-three. I, uh, if you would ask me who the governor of Vermont currently is, I wouldn't have even been able to tell you. I wouldn't have put those two first names together to even come up with a name, and much less are Republicans even allowed in Vermont? No, is, uh, is that but- really a thing? Vermont tends tends to be Democrat. Like Vermont tends to have Southern style Democrats, let's say, because it's such a rural state. They tend to be Democrats who are good on guns and bad on everything else. Ah, okay. 
Uh, let's see. Number three, uh, Larry Hogan of Maryland. With 70%. Yeah, well, we can talk to punk rock libertarians and see how well he's liked down there. <laughs> well, he's uh, he's instituted like red flag laws there that have led to uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a bunch of unnecessary death. And obviously yeah. he was really bad with lockdowns. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. that guy. Still bad with the, with the lockdown bullshit of, up there too. I, so. I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Republican Doug Burgum of North Dakota, 66% approval rating. I can probably believe that because you don't really hear much. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one, Mark Gordon of Wyoming, uh, Jim Justice of West Virginia. That is a that is a very strong West Virginia name right there, Jim Justice. I mean, all, all of these states are like extremely rural red states. I would imagine these governors were yeah. probably some of the ones who were not as hardcore on lockdowns as some other ones, so they're probably not as bad. But yeah, uh, rounding out the top ten is uh, Chris Sununu of uh, the Free State of New Hampshire with a fifty nine percent approval rate. Yeah, Sununu is quite bad and he definitely instituted lockdowns. But the thing about Sununu is that because the free state project is up there, uh, uh, and this has a lot to do with them. They've installed a lot of like Liberty Republicans into the state government there and stuff like that. Yes. There, there's just a culture there where a lot of the Republicans lean that way. So I think Sununu's hands are tied to some extent. So he can't get as much bad shit done as he would have, would be able to otherwise. So there is that. And, Democrat Andy Bashir of Kentucky, by the way, is one of the worst governors as well. Bashir is terrible. Yeah, yeah, he was not. He was not very good. Um, uh, and then, of course, uh, Democratic Oregon Governor Kate Brown was dead last in the survey with a 40 percent approval rating. I, I don't know why. Didn't they have like riots almost every single day in Portland? Well, yeah, they did uh, with that to Portland's Portland's mayor. Basically, was just like we're all going to stand down, and then like Chaz happened. Or, no, Chaz was in Seattle. What am I talking? Yeah, about? the Chaz was and up in Seattle. Yeah, Portland's basically the same thing. But they had like similar. I think they had a similar like autonomous zone there or something. But Kate Brown is like uh, she uh. instituted some. I don't know if she actually got it through or like if it actually got through or whatever happened. But she was <laughs> she was at least like really floating it out there that. They were going to have mask mandates that only applied to white people. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, you you got to be really, really bad for left wingers in uh, Oregon to hate you. You know. Yeah, and, and she's white, and she was one of the ones who was known for. Uh, there, I just have this picture burned in my mind from around. I think it was like the. It must have been around Christmas of 2020. Uh, she had this mask on that had like a fucking snow globe on it. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that picture. I think I shared it at one point. I was like, look at this. Just uh, no comment. Just those. look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Magoo. <laughs> Magoo, once again, this guy. Uh, Sununu sounds like hentai category. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Sununu Ubu. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does enjoy fucking people over, so there is that. Yeah, so uh, Chris Sununu's dad was in the uh, Bush 41's uh, White House. Yeah, John um, Sununu. And I, th- I think he was Sununu. governor of New Hampshire at one yeah, point as well. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the Edwards uh, down here. They just can't get rid of the Sununu's, I guess. Right, yeah. They're, they're one of those yeah in-state crime families, like the Cuomo's <laughs> in uh, New York. Pritzker which, in Illinois, yeah. Yeah, by the way, I just found out, because uh, I hadn't been down there in a while, if you're familiar with the, uh, the Tappan Zee Bridge, that I believe goes goes over the Hudson in New York. Yes. It's like one of the big bridges that's there. They renamed it the Mario Cuomo Bridge after after he died, I presume. 
<laughs> is it so already ridiculous. a memorial <laughs> a yeah. memorial bridge of like one of the worst go- worst governors that they've ever had and uh, Kathy Hockule is like right up there she's just yeah well this is Mario Cuomo who's Andrew Cuomo's father but oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah he I died uh, somewhat recently but yeah they're all they're a crime family the Cuomos they're, they are the mafia yeah uh, I probably believe it uh, I can make some phone calls to some uh, uncles yeah because Mario sure. Cuomo yeah was was governor uh, before uh, Andrew Cuomo was so yeah yeah. All right, now, so we're going to get into our fun story of the evening. Uh, this one, I, I saw the headline for it, and I was like, oh, well, we're definitely going to talk about this one. This is, uh, I, I don't exactly know how I feel about this. Woman charged with sending bee swarm on deputies at eviction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty base to me. I like it. And she is uh, arrested right here with the uh, the beekeepers. Uh... <laughs> is she actually a beekeeper? <laughs> yes, apparently. She, she is, Springfield, she's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah. Springfield, uh, one, it's one of the largest cities in Massachusetts. It's out in Western Mass, though. So yeah. Western Mass, uh, people are a little bit more based out there, and there's there's a lot more gun ownership out there. But Springfield is like the big city that's out there, and it's a really shitty city. And they've, been, like, <laughs> they've been trying to gentrify it recently, and they opened up like some casinos out there. And, oh, wow. Yeah, I would expect her to have been in, in like rural Western Mass, but apparently she's in the city of Springfield. <laughs> yeah, a Massachusetts woman uh, who released a swarm of bees on sheriff deputies as they tried to serve an eviction notice is faith- facing multiple assault and battery charges, authorities said. Uh, Rory S. Woods, uh, 55, pleaded not guilty at her arraignment on October 12th in Springfield District Court and was released without bail. Uh, MassLive.com citing court records reported on Wednesday she and other protesters maintain that they are trying to prevent a wrongful eviction. The homeowner, Alton King, uh, brought evidence of a bankruptcy stay to court yeah. the next day, at which the everything should have stopped, said Grace Ross of uh, Massachusetts Alliance Against Predatory Lending. Oh, that is yeah. a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, Woods's lawyer uh, did not immediately respond to a voicemail left by the Associated Press on Wednesday. Hamden County uh, deputies were met by protesters when they went to the home of Longmeadow on the morning of October 12th. According to official department report, Woods, who lives in Hadley, arrived in an SUV. Oh, so she's actually not in Springfield then. She's yeah. in Hadley, which is uh, yeah, a more of a small town. But... Yeah, arrived in an SUV towing a trailer carrying beehives and started shaking them, breaking the cover <laughs> off of one and causing hundreds of bees. To swarm out, initially sting one deputy, according to the report. Woods, who put on a beekeeper suit to protect herself, was eventually handcuffed, but not before several of the sheriff employees were stunned, <coughs> including three who are allergic. Oh, oh, the whole. No, I'm bees. actually, a, I'm allergic. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been stung twice, and the first time I got stung is how I found out I was allergic. And I was, I was very, <laughs> I, I was young. I must have been like five, six years old, but I was stupidly like, hucking like rocks and bricks at this like metal trough that was in my parents' front yard. And there was a bee's nest in it. Didn't oh, no. realize it. And they were, I think they must've been hornets really. And a swarm of them came and stung me in the face and I broke out in hives. Oh no. I had to, I had to yeah, go to the emergency room. My grandmother was taking care of me at the time. So <laughs> a wild uh, situation there. Yeah. So then I had to get like, I don't, I don't know if they wound up having to give me epinephrine there. They might've been able to, take care of it without that. But I remember I was carrying like an EpiPen around for a while after that because I was allergic. <laughs> but then I was stung again at least one more time after that 
I got stung once like in the shoulder and I didn't have that much of an allergic reaction to it. It was just like my shoulder swelled up. So I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't that bad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was driving for Uber a few years ago, I got called to a, uh, to the city park, the, the lakes, uh, around Baton Rouge. And, uh, this guy like is his face is like all inflamed. Like his lips are big and everything. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? He was like, I got thumb by B. You got to take me to the emergency room. The ambulance costs too much. Holy shit. <laughs> I ended up driving him to the emergency room. It got dropped off and I was like, man, I hope, I hope you're fine. You know, I just like left. He left me like a $20 cash tip. <laughs> as long as he was in the ER. Yeah. He should be fine because like yeah. worst case scenario, you get like an epinephrine injection. And if you get one of those, you also have to be in the ER. Uh, cause they have to be able to, cause it's like adrenaline basically. And they have to do something yeah. to get your heart rate back down. But, yeah, you got, and also you got to stay there for uh, observation to make sure you don't have any lingering effects from it. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was not a fun Saturday afternoon for for Eric. <laughs> oh hell no! And I am um, torn on this story, by the way, because it does sound like she was being rightfully evicted because she wasn't paying her rent or whatever the case was. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, it goes to the the homeowner. The property owner is allowed to evict this woman as long as she's violating the contract or whatever, which it seems like she is if she's bankrupt and she's not paying. But then also sicking bees on a bunch of cops yeah. is kind of based. So Yeah, that's exactly the thoughts of Jason Booth there. He said based. Uh, Magoo had to chime in. 100% chance she had them Africanized. <laughs> Another <laughs> Simpsons reference. Oh, Homer, they sound Africanized. Nice. Yeah. Uh, when Woods was told that several officers were allergic, she said, oh, you're allergic? Good. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to buy Woods a drink <laughs> whenever she's free. Uh, Hamden County uh, Sheriff Nick Kochi uh, said Woods could have uh, faced more serious charges if anything worse had happened. We had one staff member go to the hospital, and luckily he was all right. Uh, the deputies were simply doing their duty, of course. Uh, Chief yeah. Deputy uh, Sheriff Robert Hoffman said, uh, we had a court order and that was presented to us. It's our job to uh, effectuate. Oh, did you, did you really have to use the word effectuate mm. uh, that court order? Uh, Hoffman said it was uh, Miss Woods arrival with her vehicle and her trailer that really caused things to go haywire. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this is a rare scenario where the cops are actually trying to like do the right thing here. Yeah, if they're yeah, yeah rightfully evicting this woman, so there is that. <laughs> yeah, this uh, <laughs> I saw the story. I didn't know. I had no idea it was like based in Massachusetts at all. So that that was just a bonus uh, for my yeah. for my friend here up there in Boston. Uh, so that's right. I I actually know um like more like uh in one of the more like rural areas uh that's kind of close to where I live. I know a couple that uh they have their own bees and their own chickens, and they sell honey and eggs like fresh right from their backyard so it's like that's pretty based yeah that's that's the best thing to do so yeah. mit, uh, mit, good chance they probably got their bees from uh, miss woods there so <laughs> right well that i mean that's the other thing though she is a beekeeper or something why isn't she like selling honey or something and making some money that way so that she can pay her rent what's going on yeah that's uh it seems a little maybe it doesn't uh, pay that well but uh yeah, or maybe, maybe raising bees is a violation of her uh, contract you know like <laughs> if i were to try to do that here with my hoa they would evict me like that would oh, yeah, definitely yeah. be a violation <laughs> Yeah, uh, over here at the condo of uh, of dreams. Uh, if I had like an apiary down in the uh, the parking lot, I'm pretty right. sure I would get uh, a couple of knocks on the door. <laughs> right. Like I- I'm wondering if I'd be able to like. Well, I don't I don't drink anymore, but like, would I be able to like brew alcohol in my uh, 
room off my garage there. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just I'm opening a meadery and I need the bees because yeah. they make honey. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, mead. Hell, mead is fucking dangerous, man. Yeah, it's the most dangerous alcohol. It's so sweet, like you might not even know that it's alcohol, and then all of a sudden you're just on the floor. <laughs> yeah, uh, every year at Childerberg, there's a guy that brings his own mead that he uh, makes, and uh, we have a mead tasting and everything else. And uh, uh, yeah. I think the last year, the big winner was the jalapeno mead. It's like everybody just amazing. loves it. Uh, oh, it was, yeah. uh, by all accounts, it was uh, fantastic. Uh, I was uh, drunk on uh, orange uh, Jameson, and. <laughs> So I was like, I had enough. I, I'm good for alcohol. Oh, yeah. for the, for and the and you're out in the sun, which I think makes it even worse. And you're bald. <laughs> so that all of that is a lethal combination. Yeah, that, that's right, folks. There it is. There it is. No shockers anymore. There's yeah. no hair up there. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm bald too. So yeah, that, that's how I know this to be the case. The sun <laughs> beating down on your head and while you're drinking at the same time, it, uh, it has a bad effect. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the best parts of that whole story, uh, Jason, was uh, we're just doing our jobs in the bee ladies, so where are my bees? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The, yeah, they're worker bees, man. Uh, but can you imagine the stones. The, while you're being arrested, it was like, hey, one of those guys is allergic. Oh, he's allergic? Good. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, some of the things that you can just get away with. Gotta yeah, I, I do enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that's pretty good place to leave it off this evening. Uh, Toad, go ahead and get your grift on. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's all we do on Tower of Power Hour. We're, we're grifting. We, uh, we have a Patreon now as of uh, two days uh, ago. Oh, you're, you're increasing the grift. Oh, no. That's right. Well, we can't monetize our YouTube anymore without getting it nuked again. So uh, Tower of Power Hour, we're at patreon.com slash Tower of Power Hour. We are on Odyssey. We do still live stream to YouTube and I leave like the most recent episodes up there. We're on Spotify. We're on all the uh, audio platforms. We haven't been nuked from anything except YouTube. So, yep. And have you guys migrated over to fountain.fm yet so that you can start streaming sets? No, we have not. Uh, we're on rumble now. And once we get up to a hundred subscribers there, we're going to add that to our live streaming repertoire nice. as well. We just did an episode last night where we talked about Kanye West talking about the Jews. Yes. So uh, it fun. went whole ham against those yeah. who cannot eat ham. So that's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got. Tower power our Wednesday nights, man. Yeah. It's a fun time. Uh, I've been on one episode, which was uh, really, really fun. Uh, so I suggest everybody go over there and watch it. Uh, but yeah, if you guys haven't got over to uh, fountain.fm, uh, you can earn sets while you listen. Uh, you can send sets while you're listening. Uh, to other the, all the shows that you like, it's value for value over there. My show's on there, but uh, I, I want everybody to be on there at some point because uh, got to keep the Fountain Boys busy. Hell yeah! Well, and for the people that are like in the area, I'm going to be up at the Shell in New Hampshire tomorrow night for Eric Jackman's live uh, Jackman right. radio show, and I think Reed Coverdale is going to be there as well. So that's going to be a fun time. The Reed Coverdale, the guy who cannot stay on Twitter more than five minutes. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if he still exists, but I think he's going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm in his Telegram group. I, I get daily updates that he is, in fact, alive. Yeah, that's so. right. I am actually still in there. I'm pretty sure I'm in there. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what really gets me is that he hasn't made it like a group. He just, like, shares stuff, and then he's – it was like uh, – you don't even leave the comment section open, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And TPH underscore Toad on Twitter because I'm never going to get Anarcho Toad back. So. Yeah, that one's uh, gone. We, we've we uh, set our respects. We've uh, came back sent, that, 
sent that long ship down the river and we uh we all threw uh flaming arrows at it to send it off in a viking funeral so well, i am swedish so it's kind of a program i'm swedish and italian so i'm a that viking is. mafioso that's quite the combination see i'm half german one yeah. quarter sicilian a quarter scott so yeah 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 <laughs> I, I got i got a lot of sicilian in my uh, italian but because i'm swedish and italian i'm all meatballs so it kind of makes sense and it's why <laughs> i look like i do uh, eats the meatballs and he is what he eats so yep, there you go exactly <laughs> all right dude uh thanks for uh playing along and we'll catch you over the timeline okay yeah thanks for having me on man all right cool and there he goes folks go check out all this stuff uh when i get done with the show here i'll uh, update all the uh the show notes and everything uh next weekend on the 28th, I am going to do my live Halloween special. Uh, going to go for a few hours. Going to have uh, Justin Campbell on and Trollertarian from Twitter who said he was going to do a face reveal. So that'll be kind of fun. Uh, anyways, guys, take it easy, and we will come at you next time with a brand new episode of Ribble with a Cause. Out.